Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. You can also hear us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. Make sure to subscribe to us at HerFantasyFootball.com so you can receive our email every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern to play our fun fan duel game, Diced. We give you four ingredients to set your lineup and you win a nice little prize. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook.com forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. It's week 16. Yeah. Championship week for most people. Some people are going to next week. This is huge. This is huge. Merry now Christmas never. to those who celebrate it. And uh, there's a Thursday night game, a Saturday night game, and Sunday night games and Mondays. So we got it on four days this week. It's the season of giving. So we're just going <laughs> to jump right into it. Thursday night game, San Diego Chargers at the Oakland Raiders. Division game here. So this is not a bad matchup for San Diego. Um, that seemed to be a completely different team last week, which is crazy. But let's yeah. start off. First of all, Melvin Gordon was placed on IR after re-injuring his knee. So if you were going to play a guy that has yet to have a touchdown or a game in double digits, <laughs> <laughs> you better get him out of your lineup. You better get him out of your lineup. And you're not in the championship. But you may be playing Constellation. There are people playing Constellation rounds. Absolutely. But those Don't people last, are, guys. They're not in the Don't Constellation round either, though. <laughs> they're just uh, out of the league. <laughs> well, they didn't make playoffs, and maybe they're playing for, like, 10th, 11th, 12th spot. It's so bad. But you know what? I had Melvin Gore in a league, and I was like, I'd, I'd have to always debate it because I had no one, but I still never played him. I was like, no. He was a bust, man, this year. So sad. Oh, well. Yeah. Stevie Johnson is listed as questionable, but has returned to practice, which is a good sign. So keep an eye on him for returning back for this Sunday or this Thursday night game. Danny Woodhead was a freak last week. Super yeah. freak. Super freak. I had him in two of my leagues, and let's just say I won both of them. So. Yeah, you did. Sorry, Brad Evans. Um, he and <laughs> Philip Rivers had a love connection the last time they played Oakland in Week 7, so I know it's a risky play, but I really feel good about it. So high risk, high reward, especially if you're in that constellation bracket. Like, you know, you might be able to – I mean, they both – I think Danny would have had 22 fantasy points against Oakland, so – not bad, um, as well as Philip Rivers. So, especially if Johnson's back and he has more people on the field to have actually, you know, have targets, that's that's a good thing. Antonio Gates should have a nice game as well. Oakland gives up the second most fantasy points to tight ends. Um, I wouldn't risk any of the other Chargers, Inman, Floyd. Um, I just think we probably want to stay away from Donald. The, these, who I mentioned is who we're going to roll with if you're going to roll with any of them, all right? Raiders. So Derek Carr is, sorry, Carr, my goodness, is not quite throwing up the yardage that he was earlier in the season, but he's still averaging no. 232 yards and almost two touchdowns a game. So he was just shy of 20 points last week, and I think you can expect the same out of him. So he's not a horrible play. He's not going to blow up Cam Newton style for you, but he's not going to be awful either. Amari Cooper, he finally had a good game and caught six passes for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Thank you. Where have you been the last five weeks, Amari? 
Gosh, uh, he's been struggling with a foot injury, though, the last few weeks, so this might explain why he's been so ineffective. Um, but clearly it wasn't a problem last week, so we can feel pretty good about him. And he, his foot was limited in practice, but I think this is more of a precautionary measure that they're taking that it didn't seem to bother him in the game. They don't want to overwork him. They want to make sure the foot stays okay, so don't be too worried about it. Michael Crouchy, another good game. The guy's good for about seven points in standard league every week, so you can generally feel good to plug him in and no flex if you need to. And then Seth Roberts, he suffered an injury. It was his abdomen uh, in last week's game. He did practice in full Tuesday, though, so that's good news. And Roberts and Cooper are both listed as probable, so no need to freak out there. You're not playing Seth Roberts unless you're in a crazy deep league. Um, <laughs> crazy deep, I thought I'd mention him. But Latavius Murray, he had 78 yards off 21 carries last week, and he has a great matchup against the Chargers, give the fifth most points to running backs. In general, I never feel good about Latavius Murray. But I think you could play him in a flex role this week because I think he'll get you at least seven points, and that, that should be mostly good enough for a flex. Running so. backs are thin. They're very thin. Very. I'm playing Latavius Murray, and I have no shame. But you're not no, playing no, him like you would you with somebody else shame. being like, oh, yeah, he's going to give me double-digit points. I never think he's going to get double-digit points. No, you know what? It's, he's, I, I played Charles Sims. Or was, it, was it Charles Sims? I think it was last week. And all I needed was seven points from him, right? I mean, he's consistent in giving me seven points, and that's what he got me. He got me seven points. So there you go. And, and my husband was like, oh, man, only seven. I was like, no, that's exactly what I needed from him. You know, sometimes yep. you put people in, and they just have to give you what you need. Not any less. More would be nice, but just give me what I need. To Especially in those deep balanced. leagues where you have a lot of players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, Saturday night game, Washington Redskins at the Philadelphia Eagles. I wish I would have wrote down the, the name of who called in and were like, go with Cousins, man. I know it feels weird. Who was they comparing Cousins? Who was the other one that were like, bench him, go with Cousins? I can't remember, but we were right. We were right. He had a game. <laughs> No, it was Matt Ryan. Remember, he was like, I've been rolling oh, with Matt Ryan oh, all yes. season. And we're, we're like, like who ooh. are you? Brilliant. And I was I like, hope well, he went. Know. I hope he went Cousins. I yeah. really do, because he had a great game. Uh, you know, there, there's contract talk going on. The team wants to sign him to a long-term deal. There's talk of him possibly being a franchise tag if they can't get the deal done, which is really interesting coming from, like, two years ago where the guy's barely on the team. He's can't, not the starting quarterback. He's behind RG3. So it's been interesting. And, behind and McCoy. Behind McCoy. It's, you know, it's At a of, point, yeah. I'm happy for him. And he's playing really well, and he deserves it at the moment. So, you know, why do they want to sign him? Well, Kirk Cousins has got 152 for 214, which is 71% completion, and almost 2,000 yards, 13 touchdowns, and only three interceptions. That's the most surprising part to me because he's always – was a turnover kind of guy in years past, and he really hasn't this year. Yeah. He really has not well, been turned the ball over. Well, most of the season, over. all he had was Pierre, Garçon, and Jordan Reed. Right, and those stats are all from since wide receiver Deshaun Jackson has returned from his hammy oh. issue, those dreaded hammy sandwiches. Um, but what's even more crazy, this stat blew my mind, <laughs> just blew it, is that he was he's going to end the year with a 74.7% completion percentage, and that is the highest Sorry, percentage at home as the highest in NFL history. Crazy, Kirk. Slow clap, buddy. Courtney's Kirk. favorite player. He's my Kirk. favorite. Kirk. My favorite. 
my favorite rookie backup quarterback That's right. ever. He may he may bump himself out of the <laughs> permanent rookie status for you after this season. <laughs> permanent be, rookie backup. I bet that'll be the most exciting part of his season too. I am no oh, longer. I on love Kirk Courtney at her. FFB he could go into the Hall of Fame, rookie. and Courtney would be there to troll him, being like, rookie backup. But my favorite, him. though. He's my favorite. I yeah. love him. It's just so funny because RG3 came into Washington and it was like all this hype, and he kept getting hurt, and Kirk would keep coming in, and stuff would get done, you know? I mean, he just got it done, and I was always like, I don't understand why they keep putting RG3 back in when he gets healthy. Um, it should be Kirk, and I'm just, I'm happy it's Kirk. We haven't heard about RG3 in, like, years. Yeah. What's going on with him? So it's creepy. Delightful. Um, <laughs> well, the good news, Courtney, is, is that the, the Eagles are a middle-of-the-pack defense against quarterbacks. So oh, I yeah, think I'm playing Kirk if again. You're, if you're streaming quarterbacks, get Kirk. Feel good I about him this him week. Up. I just picked I think, him up. I think he'll do great. Interestingly enough, Alfred Morris actually had a good game. He rushed 14 times for 84 yards, which was crazy. And it might be because he was not in a timeshare by default because Matt Jones left the game due to a bruised hip. Um, So perhaps they'll roll with Morris as their primary back this week because Jones was limited in practice on Wednesday. Uh, It is a good matchup. But with that said, I would never, never roll with one of these guys in a playoff game unless you hate yourself. You're a masochist, mm-hmm. maybe you can do it, but don't do it. Just don't, because these guys that we've seen all season long have gotten you zero to three points consistently. But Deshaun, you can play him. He finally mm-hmm. was Deshaun Jackson of old. He had six receptions for 153 yards and a touchdown. This is a matchup of your dreams this week, so feel good about it. Pierre Garçon is another guy that I think you could think about. He had three catches for 34 yards, but he had a touchdown. He's not a super relevant fantasy person, which Courtney's like, don't talk about non-relevant people, Ashley. But the Eagles give up the third most <laughs> points to wide receivers. So sometimes you're in a desperate, you need a desperate plug and play, right? And I think this is a. Oda Buckham Jr. hell. Right. Yeah. So I think he's a decent person that you're like, you know what? He's got a really great matchup. He scored a touchdown. He could get looked at in the red zone. I think he's not a horrible idea if you're in like dire, dire need. And then Jordan Reed, you got to play him every week, guys. He is Cousins go to guy go-to in the red zone. He had 84 yards, seven receptions. The guy, he gets targeted all game long. He's fantastic for PPR. He's a touchdown machine. You got to do it. And then Andre Roberts is placed on IR this week, but you're not, you don't have him on your team. Winning. All right. Eagles. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but um, I hate this team. For fantasy purposes only. Courtney, did you see really the Snoop Dogg video? You saw Snoop Dogg, right? Please tell me you watched I the Snoop Dogg. I did not Courtney. see Snoop Dogg. Oh I can't believe you guys didn't send it to me. I did send it to you on Twitter. I made a comment. Yes. Like, I was like, I can't. I go, these are Courtney's feelings exactly. If it didn't have so many cuss words, I would play it right now on the podcast. Yeah, oh gosh, he's I'm wearing so a camouflage shower cap. And just looking in his phone, basically just cussing Chip Kelly out, cussing out Chip Kelly for oh, losing his fantasy. He even Holly. moves into two different rooms to continue his rant. Like he can't even yeah. just like finish <laughs> it in one room. He's got like to go he, to another he room. Done. Different yeah. angle, different curse words. Oh, and I love Snoop Dogg. I oh, know. I was like, he's this your, is Courtney. He's your spirit animal. He really oh, is. Oh my god, he is my spirit animal. Yes, he is. Yeah, and That's I want one so of those funny. shower caps. So everybody check <laughs> yeah. it out because it sums up Courtney's entire season with her feelings of Chip Kelly and a 30-second yeah. Snoop Dogg. It line. does. I swear he listens to our show and he just makes his moves just to kill me every week. Every <laughs> week. So we'll start with the biggest piece of poop on the Eagles. <laughs> B. 
being used as that, I should say, not that he is himself. But Jordan Matthews, he does it again, man. After giving us 1.9 fantasy points, Chip <laughs> Kelly decides to only use Jordan Matthews all flipping game. It's like the yep. best game of his season with eight receptions for 159 yards and a touchdown. It's like blows my mind. Blows my mind. You don't use him basically all season. And then we're in our championship game, and you go ahead and have him score 22 fantasy points. Bonanza. <laughs> Bonanza. Classic right. chip. Yeah. And now he's facing Washington that love to give up fantasy points to wide receivers. But last time they played, everyone got fantasy points except Matthews. So, again, you were walking into the situation where he could possibly get three fantasy points. It's crazy that somebody with this much talent, can, this is, like, what's going on. But it is what it is, you guys. Listen, I'm not, I'm not telling you to bench him. I'm not telling you to start him. This is all on you. I can no longer continue on with the Jordan Matthews, Chip Kelly train of madness. I'm moving on. Zach Ertz had his best game of the season with eight receptions off of 13 targets, 78 yards, and a touchdown. This is a tough matchup. But if you are desperate, I think Ertz is a good, could be your guy with yeah. targets. You know, it, he's only owning 53% of Yahoo leagues. So if you're needing the tight end, I think, you know, Ertz is one of the better options. Um, I don't know how anybody could start an eagle running back. I just don't know why you would ever do that. No one knows who's going to get the ball. Matthews has been the main guy since returning, and Murray seems to be in the doghouse indefinitely, but who knows? Who knows? Sproles could be the guy this week. He could not be the guy this week. I just don't think you can rely on them in your championships, semifinals. It's over. All right, moving on. Letting go of DeMarco Murray was a sad moment for me, but it turned my season around. It's a necessary moment. Yeah. It did. It probably brought good karma to your, to your team right there. Getting rid of an Eagles. It's, it's important. <laughs> Sunday morning games. New England Patriots, the New York Jets. Another bad week of injury reports for the New, New England Patriots. Yowza. Yowza. Um, in the This Shouldn't Affect You news, Scott Chandler was limited in practice. Could come back in week 16, but Gronk. So if I, this is basically a reminder, and I had to do this too. If you have some dead weight on your roster, like a Scott Chandler, get rid of him. It's championship yeah. week. Pick up yeah. someone just so that someone else doesn't play them. That's mostly why I'm bringing them up. Um, Julian Edelman was limited in practice today. Edelman has missed five games with a foot injury. He's a must-start if he does play. Oddly enough, the Jets give up the 11th most points to opposing wide receivers. And although these teams faced off in week seven, uh, that was Edelman's worst game of the season, actually, was when he played against the Jets. So it's seemingly a good matchup, kind of not. So... Um, but listen, I, you know, there's a lot of rumors that he's not going to be back until the playoffs, and that's probably how it should be, frankly. Yeah. Dan, Danny Amendola is also questionable with a knee injury. Very bad situation. Again, if he plays, you have to play him, but ugh. Now, Gronk was not at practice this week because he was at a funeral for a friend. It's very sad. Mm. Uh, he actually dedicated their win last week in his friend's honor. So uh, don't worry, he's not on the injury report. He just had other things he had to take care of, so... Sorry, buddy. Um, and then the Pats signed Steven Jackson off the I know, crazy, street. crazy. <laughs> I get all these Steven Jacksons just, like, floating with all the injuries and stuff, you know, just, like, not How even. great would it be, though, if Steven Jackson got his championship? 
It would be great. That if would be really cool. Canada. That's the only positive thing that I can say about the Patriots again winning a Super Bowl, which could possibly happen. Uh, yeah, listen, what does this mean? It means that James White, again, is the only one that you play and you kind of cross your fingers. And Brandon Bolden, like we told you last week, is not someone that you play. Period. Yeah. And stop. Stop it. Um, tough matchup all around, but Brady and Gronk are always, you know, must plays. James White's probable. The receiver situation is meh. Check our show on Saturday so that we can talk to you a little bit more about the injury reports because this team is – it's almost impossible to talk about um, with all these injuries. But uh, don't start their defense versus the Jets. Great offense over there. But do start the kicker. Goskowski? Goskowski? Yes, you can start him. <laughs> Love him. Jets. Love him. Sometimes I just go down to the kickers to see how many fantasy points they got just to make sure Goskowski is still number one. I know, okay. right? Like, it's oh, like one of the oh. constant things in life. Yep, yep. All right, Jets. <laughs> so Brandon Marshall, if you're a Brandon Marshall owner, chose a very bad week to have a mediocre game. And I'm sorry if you're one of his owners. It was great for me. I played my fiancé at Brandon Marshall and it set the tone for me. <laughs> you murdered him. him. I murdered, murdered him. him. It's wow. fantastic because, like, Sunday rolls around and he knew, like, halfway through the first round of games it was over. And he just started cleaning the house because like, he didn't want to, like, sit next to me. And he, <laughs> cleaned, he cleaned the entire house. I was like, man. Jim does the same thing. It was perfect. It's the best. He oh, vacuum out. He dusted. Oh, my Dust. God. Wow. He Dust even, like, got pledge out and pledged the TV stand. I was like, you were pissed. Stop it. Pissed. I, I enjoyed awesome. it. And the house is clean. It's and he was so good all season. <laughs> he was so good. He was in second all season. <laughs> He's like, I love people in fifth and sixth are in the championship. It's like, it's the way it works. Anyway. Um, but he had a. <laughs> I haven't know, talked I'm, to mom yet. I beat our mother, just putting that out there. And I haven't talked to her yet. I'm sure she's enraged. It's Brandon and I in the finals. And so it's, it's going to be interesting. But uh, Brandon Marshall, he only had four catches for 74 yards. But. The good news is that he has never had a game this season where he hasn't had at least 67 yards or a touchdown literally in every game this year. So you can't be too mad at him. A seven is your floor is something to be pretty stoked about. So Marshall also, I think you can play him and not be concerned all this week. And Marshall shows up for big games. And this is a big game. Like he loves to, you know, he's got all pizzazz and flair to him. So I think he's going to have a killer game this week. Eric Decker, he was back on track scoring you a touchdown. He only had 55 yards, but, again, who cares? He gets you a touchdown every week. He's a must-star. And you know I love to tell you to play Ryan Fitzpatrick, but this is not a great matchup on paper for him. The Patriots give the fifth-fewest points to quarterback, so if you're going to stream a quarterback, again, I'm recommending Cousins over Fitzpatrick. I do love Fitzy. I do think there's a chance that Fitzy actually is going to have a really good game, so this game I think could be a shootout. Just because. Do you think that, that New England's not going to try to take Brandon Marshall away? Like, you know how they, they like to take away your biggest weapon? Are you worried about that at all? Am I worried that Brandon Marshall's going to get shut down? Yeah. No. Because, no. No. You're just, no. I like it. Okay, great. That's that's what I wanted to hear. Thank you. I needed that. I'm not. I think because Eric Decker is too good to to fully hone in on Brandon Marshall. That's true. And, and, and below Marsh- Powell. Powell, I was going to say, that's, Ivory had a horrible game, horrible, and this is a not-so-great matchup, so bench him. But in favor, put in Bilal Powell in a flex role. We, I've been telling you for a few weeks now about Powell. He has scored in the past three games, and, th- and he is the receiving back on this team, and this is a much better matchup for the wide receivers than it is the running back, so expect him to lean on Powell again this week. So 
You've got Powell and Decker is going to take some of those dump off and the check downs. You've got Brand, Brandon Marshall, who is such a big receiver. I think he'll be able to out jump and out man most of their corners. So I'm not too nervous about it at all. All right. Houston Texans, the Tennessee Titans. Cecil Shorts probably won't play this week due to a groin and or uh, some sort of hamstring issue. It's a, it's a weird deal. Uh, Brian Hoyer is back at practice, which means he's progressed, but he has not been cleared through the concussion protocol. And he's had two concussions within a month, and there's a movie coming out named Concussion. So <laughs> all of that, not good. Not good. There's a sequel already in the makes with Brian Hoyer and Wes Walker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my husband could play Brian Hoyer. My husband's an actor. Hmm. Oh, I'll write the script. They should sign them now while their brain is still functional to sign on to the movie. Oh, Jesus. Stop. <laughs> Stop. It's sad. It's really sad. So sad. I don't know what's going on with them, but it's uh, probably the Brandon Whedon show. Why? Because TJ Yates is out for the season with a torn ACL. The sadness keeps going. Um, that just sucks for him. But, but Brandon, you know, only the Patriots have injuries. Right. Those are the only Um, None of the quarterbacks are fantasy relevant in championship week, but it affects everyone else. They signed wide receiver B.J. Daniels off the practice squad. It's not fantasy relevant in particular, but it could be relevant in week 17. That's when, if you do have a championship next week, you have to kind of find those weird players because those are the people that get score points in week 17 if they start setting people. So B.J. Daniels, I'm just putting that name out there. Week 11 is the uh, last time that DeAndre Hopkins went over 20 fantasy points in standard scoring. Uh, but the Titans have been torched over and over. But again, we're talking about the Brandon Whedon show. Eh, it's he'll gonna, be fine. It's going to go back and forth. Alfred Blue carried the ball, or touched the ball, I'm sorry, 20 times. Um, 170, 107 yards last week. It looks like he's back, and he's going to be the lead back. But I've seen this before, so I'm a little trepidatious. Mm-hmm. But he was great. Um, however, the Titans give up the 10th fewest points to opposing running backs. But their whole defense has kind of crumbled as of late. And frankly, they're just so bad against the pass that it kind of inflates the stats. It's just, uh, you know, so if they decide to lean on Alfred Blue because of their quarterback situation, you still could get some points based on volume. Play their defense and their kicker, which is Nick Novak. And I know that you ladies love him. Love. Yeah. Yay. He, he missed a kick last week, though, and I was like, Nick. It was at 56 I, yards, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know him. But they use them a lot. They use them a lot because they can't score touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, because they can't get that far down the field. Right. Yeah. All right, Titans, another team. Uh, this, will be an interest, this will be an interesting game for the Titans this week. First of all, Marcus Mariota is out this week, and it is unsure to say at the least if uh, Mariota will be back next week or if Pull he's the done for the season. Um rumors that he's torn his MCL. Who knows? It's not being reported. But this week it's going to be Zach Mettenberger. Get prepared. Um, <laughs> and although I don't, I actually don't dislike him, uh, but you're not going to start him in your championship game, okay? Don't do that. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that there has been 24 backup quarterbacks this year with fantasy points. And that's not including Kirk Cousins. Or, <laughs> or, or Ben Roethlisberger, Fitz, or Fitzpatrick. Oh, I'm not, I'm not including yeah. Fitzpatrick because he yes. started right because Gino yeah. was out at the beginning, so I didn't I didn't include him. Um, and that the fact that there are nine backups starting this week in week sixteen 
It's just bad. crazy. It's bad. It's been crazy for fantasies. So listen, if you're you hurt, you weren't the only one. Kendall Wright is questionable and returns to limited practice, but I am not playing him this week. The only wide receiver I am starting is Darrell Green Beckham as a flex. Antonio Andrews is no more than a flex either. And Delaney Walker, again, dominates and surpasses Tyler Eifert in fantasy points and moves into the fourth place for tight ends. He is a must-start, and I love him. And they're doing this special about the dominance tight ends, and Delaney Walker's not one of them. What? What? He's like, I think I should be one of them. Like, yeah, I think you should be one of them, too. Who's doing this special? Jason Witten's in it. Which is fine. He has been for a long time. He's like one of the classic tight ends, and I get that. But who's Delaney doing Walker, I don't. Um, I think it's ESPN that's doing it. I on the theme was Jason Witten, Gronk, Greg Olson, and um, one Barnage, Eifert. No, no. Is it no, Kelsey? No, 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 no. I think it's it's an older person. It's not a new guy. So it's not as like dominant this year. It's just like dominance in the position. I think Gates, yeah, yeah Gates. Gates either. But and this is just like the picture of it. Um, maybe maybe there wasn't another person, but uh, well, yeah, Danny Walker crazy. should be I one of look them. This up. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so play him. Cleveland Browns at the Kansas City Chiefs. Game of the week. <laughs> Game of the week. All right, the Browns. Andrew Hawkins is officially on IR due to that nasty concussion. This is, again, a reminder. Concussions are bad. When someone's in concussion protocol, it can get bad. Mm-hmm. Friendly reminder across all of these matchups. Kicker Travis Coons uh, is ready to go, but don't play him. Terrell Pryor is back. Wow, I'm saw so him. excited. Played a few of those three wide receiver sets I saw. And a lot of people are talking about the great chemistry he's already developing with Johnny Menzel, <laughs> oh that he's a God. deep stash in Dynasty oh League. I know that Courtney said to not talk about people that aren't fantasy relevant, but you know I loved him. This is why Brandon could not commit before the show to not talk about not fantasy relevant. It was the first thing that went I through my mind. I commit to that. I knew it. I knew it. I just knew it. When I saw that, I saw that, uh, as well as today, I was like, oh, God, that means we're going to have a Terrell Pryor moment on the it's show. It was a mini moment. Always. It was a moment of glee. It's the holiday season. That's right. Season of giving. Give me I'll this. give that one to you. I'll give it to Thank you. you. Thank you. They also resigned wide receiver Darius Jennings. It's non-news, except for the fact that they've lost all their wide receivers. Yeah. yeah. Which brings us to Johnny Menzel. He said that he hopes that uh, the Browns will retain coach Mike Pettin for the following season. Because today is not only Festivus, but it's also opposite day. Are you serious, Johnny Menzel? Just don't even make a comment. Are you serious? He actually said that? No, no. I added the Festivus and opposite day. But he said oh, he wants him I'm to be like, retained. Oh, I thought you were serious. I was like, <laughs> what a jerk. Me too. I was like, wow, buddy. <laughs> Over my head. Over my head. Oh, oh so no, no, no. He no, might no. want Mike Patton. Like, not many other people would put up with his shenanigans. Well, neither does Mike Patton. He's still on the team and he's a starter. No. No one did well in Seattle like we said they would. Johnny was the highest scorer and he scored 10.14 points in standard scoring. Oof. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be like that again in Kansas City. Uh, It's a rough schedule. Sorry. Uh, Just real quick, Gary Barnage will still happen. 
Uh, it was, you know, last week he caught three passes for 29 yards and a touchdown. Kansas City gives up, though, the absolute fewest points to tight ends. So he'll still be a starter, but he may not be huge. It was a Duke Johnson week last week, even though the week prior to that, Isaiah Crowell went crazy town. So you can't trust any of them. Not in your championship. No. And four games with 41 or less yards and no touchdowns for Travis Benjamin. I just want to drill that in in case you were still using him as your wide receiver three or a flex. I don't know, man. It's risky. The Chiefs give up the sixth most points to opposing wide receivers. Supposedly, it's Johnny Menzel. They've gotten so much better. Yeah, and don't start their defense or kicker either on the Browns. Bye. You have the Chiefs, too. Oh, yeah, I do have the Chiefs. So uh, rookie cornerback Marcus Peters was named AFC Defensive Player of the Week for Week 15, and he was named to the Pro Bowl. He's one of three rookies along with Todd Gurley and um, Lockett, who is on the the punt returning team. And the reason why I say that is because, yeah, their defense is getting a lot better. Everybody is good on their defense. Mm -hmm. Their offense, on the other hand, Spencer Ware is the real story here. He was limited in practice. He may come back. I don't know. Charkandrick West was, you know, he got double-digit fantasy points last week. Yeah. You know, he was pretty decent. But the Ravens, they're a tough team against the runs. So if Spencer wears back, I don't know. I think I'm playing them regardless. You know, I know he'll be in a timeshare, you know, or I'm sorry, it's Cleveland. Sorry. No, so last week he did well. He got double-digit points against the Ravens, who were tough against the run. But this week he's going up against Cleveland. Sorry. A little bit of wine tonight. It's the holidays. Anyway, um, <laughs> Cleveland gives up the eighth most points to opposing running backs, and I think they're just going to run the ball, run the ball, yeah. run the ball, just to get out of this Cleveland game unscathed. Uh, so I think they both will be decent, actually. Uh, but I think West is the guy I'm, I'm leaning on. Um, Cleveland gives up the fourth most points to quarterbacks, but Alex Smith is just back to game manager mode, man. Just that's where he is. But I think you can play Jeremy Macklin, though. Uh, you know, they give up the fifth most points to wide receivers. He scored four touchdowns in the last four weeks. I'm a believer. And Travis Kelsey was decent last week. Um, he caught six of his seven targets for 73 yards. He still hasn't gotten into the end zone, but I'll take I'll take 73 yards from a tight end. Now, um, you know, Cleveland is pretty decent against a tight end, but I don't care. And by the way, it's the opposite of Cleveland. You want to play both the Kansas City defense, and their kicker. Boom. And Kansas City is trying to beat out the Broncos for playoff spots, so they have something possible. to play for. Possible, yep. So it's Very good. possible. So Chiefs, Chiefs, they're playing for something. That's always nice during your playoffs. Indianapolis Colts at the Miami Dolphins. Rant time. Um <laughs> T.Y. Hilton, he is frustrated with the lack of downfield plays, and he feels it's hurting the offense. Quote, not being able to take shots down the field, it really hurts all the receivers because the defense is just sitting at the sticks, Hilton said. Once we start taking shots downfield, we loosen the defense up until um, and opens it up for the run in the pass game. I completely agree with you, T.Y., but in case you missed it, your older-than-mud backup quarterback is literally getting the life beat out of him oh, the past sad. few weeks. I'm at the point where I'm just like, can we have a mercy game? Like, can someone just pull him out, please? <coughs> please, mercy rule for Matt Hasselbeck. Um, <sighs> the guy can, like, barely stand, let alone throw deep balls. I totally agree with you. But, you know, Matt Hasselbeck left the game briefly in the fourth quarter last week, but then he returned. But then Chuck Pagano says that he's beat up from, what do you say, beat up from feet up. 
Vito from Vito. That is ha- that is Hasselbeck right now. And in particular, he has a rib injury, a neck injury, and an arm injury. It's not just like one. We're talking three different injuries here. With that said, he's expected to play, and it will be Hasselbeck's A start of the season. So for the fact that... It's too much. He's so old. That's just terrible. It's it's too much. And for the fact that this guy can barely move, I cannot recommend you playing T.Y. Hilton because T.Y.'s threats are the deep ball. And literally, this guy can barely stay off, you know, the grass right now. So it's... Well, it's like, and Andrew Luck was playing, all of his deep passes were going into the other team's hands. So I don't really understand why T.Y. is taking a shot at Hasselback when this has been a problem all season with both quarter, you know, with yeah. all the quarterbacks. So, like, give me a break. Like I think he's taking a shot at the play calling. Yeah, I'm not it doesn't sure matter, but the point is, he's not sensitive enough. It's sensitive enough to realize that it comes off against Hasselbeck, because Hasselbeck yeah. just can't do it. He can't do it. Well, he doesn't have time. Yeah, he have, as yeah. you said, he just yeah, doesn't that's have true time. Too. He's getting his he butt could hurt. do it. He's just getting like literally sacked left and right. Yeah, the poor sad. guy. But I with can't that watch said, the games that hurt. I know. But Dante Moncrief, on the other hand, has benefited from Hasselbeck having to dump the ball off and check down. You know, he caught five passes for 51 yards and a touchdown. Sadly, Moncrief sat out of practice on Wednesday with a toe injury, but I think he's going to be okay. Griff Whalen, he was another dump-off guy who Hasselbeck leaned on. He hurt his hamstring and on the IR, so count him out. But Philip Dorsett, he had a hurt ankle, but he, you know, was at the facilities on Monday. Apparently, he should be fine to play against the Dolphins. I wouldn't risk a play with a guy like this despite a favorable matchup because it is a favorable matchup. This team is just pummeled. They're just beat up. Like, if you're going to play anyone, play Moncrief in a flex, but I still think you've got a better a better position somewhere else. And I think I'm with Courtney. I'm just annoyed when players come out and talk trash about their own team. Like, and yeah, playoff a backup contention. player who's Stop. like 40, who's just getting – killed out there because the offensive line is so bad at protecting him like i understand like demarco murray being upset like i can get that right like you know like <laughs> it's clearly it, demarco murray does not fit into chip kelly's system right but for ty whatever ty that hilton system just, is yeah exactly <laughs> well but for ty hilton to complain when your quarterback is a backup quarterback who's 40 and and is spending more time on the ground than he is standing up. How can you say that? Like, it's obviously not just Hasselback. It's the line. Mm-hmm. It's the, you know, I mean, it's just like, come on, give me, I mean, that's just. And he's obviously cheap. trying. It's cheap, yeah. He's obviously yeah. trying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, 100%. Yeah. Come on, too, yeah. boy. All right, Speaking Dolphins. Of pathetic, yeah. <laughs> Dolphins, let's move on to this one. Um, you know, this matchup really for the both of them should be, this should be a good fantasy thing, but it could be really bad too. I mean, it could be It's like two misfit toys. It is. Yeah. (laughs) It is. So, as I said, this is a delicious matchup for the Dolphins, but I don't know if you can trust them. I just don't know. I I just, it's just so all over the map right now. It's so scary. We for sure know that Tannehill cannot be trusted. The last time he um, he had this great of a matchup, he got 8.54 fantasy points against Baltimore, if you remember that one. Um, oh, so yeah. He, he did manage to run the ball <laughs> in for a touchdown last week, which was good seeing him do that stuff, but didn't throw any touchdowns, so that's not great. You're not starting him. 
Um, I know that Jarvis Landry has been pretty bad the last three weeks. Yeah. But how can he not score against the Colts, right? They give up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. I get it if you want to bench him. Um, I'm going to start him. So, um, I think I he's, am not. he's still a must start in PPR leagues. He, he you know, yeah. he sees all those targets. He's still that. You just need to get him in the end zone. And Tannehill, I'm talking to you. Get Jarvis Landry in the end zone. Devontae Parker is a great flex play as well this week. Lamar Miller has suffered some quad and ankle injuries as of late. And it just showed last week that Jay Ajayi is coming in and from taking over those touches by now with his, with his injuries. Um, so if you're in a deep league, you could pick up Jay Ajayi and watch Miller's injuries to see how much practice he's actually injuries. getting in. Injuries. I love when he's like, we, I, I call didn't, it, my ankle's fine. <laughs> yeah, I call it the Matt Ryan condition. Mental. It's all up <laughs> here. It's all up here, guys. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, so like, you know, it's kind of a touch and go situation. I'm not in love with it all, but it is a great matchup. So I get the temptation. I totally get it. San Francisco 49ers, the Detroit Lions. Torrey Smith isn't practicing while nursing a toe and back injury. He still should play, but you shouldn't play him. No. 49ers dropped running back Travaris Cadet on Tuesday. Sean Drawn, though, is hurt. This is actually May Day, May Day. I know a lot of us picked him up and are playing him, and this is kind of a big deal, and I want to make sure that we cover this. Okay, he suffered a knee injury. He's questionable. Tom Sula says he's he's not you know not worried. It's not serious, but Tom Sula knows nothing. That's one thing <laughs> that we know about That's the true. coach. Nothing. Um, running back Mike Davis was activated from IR. This may be an issue for Sean Drawn owners. He might actually get some reps in. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Kendall Gaskins also might be getting more reps. You need to watch the injury report this week. That's kind of all I can say about it because it's it's a very weird situation. Um, they have Bruce Miller. It's it, There's a committee situation happening, and it's, it's mayday, mayday. For some reason, Blaine Gabbert dropped back to pass 54 times last week. And yet he only scored 10.8 fantasy points. (laughs) (laughs) The odds were not in his favor. Back up. No. Back up. Whoa. The best part, though, is is that he still would (laughs) have scored more points than Colin Kaepernick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I hope... hope Kaepernick does not become the RG3 of 2015. Oh, it's so That would make me sad. Mm. I couldn't be more happy. Are you kidding me? These two I people's know, eyes I know, like, I, I would know. never love Kaepernick's to hear their names your again. RG, my RG3 yeah. Yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, Blake Bell is drawing more targets over Vance McDonald. And in case you don't know who those people are, they're tight ends on the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> um, but Blake Bell got eight targets this week. Uh, Vance McDonald, four. You know, since Vance McDonald's come back from his concussion, it hasn't been as good. So, um, you know, Blake Bell's kind of a deep sleeper tight end, and you know if you're in one of those leagues where you might need him. Anquan Bolden scored a touchdown. Woohoo! That's his first touchdown since week five. Still, it's so impossible to trust him yeah. during championship week. Um, yeah. That's it. I said, I said we were not going to talk about 
irrelevant fantasy players. Well, you and know what? He's, he's been getting like nine or more points since the beginning. We should have literally skipped kidding. over this entire team other than <laughs> this whole matchup, I, really, at this point. I, I feel like Anquan Bolden's one of those guys that you look and you go, oh, he scored that many points? Wow, that was surprising. Every yeah. week, you're like, oh, yeah. oh, I thought yeah, he wasn't, what, he's in the league? So uh, some people might have been riding him the last few weeks, and I'm just saying it, it, it's hard. It's kind of like, it was kind of like Doug Baldwin. Like, it took like a good three weeks oh, well, of high no double digits to like really think, oh, Doug Baldwin. I guess I could pick him up. No, that's true. Mm. But with Anquan Bolden, it's Seattle, like, oh, it's seven so points. Yes. Yeah, yeah, seven, not 20. Yeah. <laughs> but still, <laughs> I mean, I, I, picked up Doug, I picked up Doug Baldwin last week off a of waiver wire, two weeks ago maybe. But it's because we're all scared of Seahawks it. receivers. And exactly, that's what I'm saying. All right, Lions, Lions. So Matthew Stafford completed 22 of his 25 pass attempts for 254 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I only mention this because he set a franchise record uh, of a completion percentage in a game at 88%. So congratulations, Matthew Stafford, for setting that record. Yay, wow. Stafford. Uh, with that said, if you are streaming quarterbacks, this is not my favorite. This is not a dreamy matchup. So, again, go get Cousins. I know Stafford did well last week, but... That's exactly what I did. I have Matthew Stafford... And I have Fitzgerald on my bench, and I dropped Fitzgerald, and I picked up Kirk Cousins. Well, there you go. You, yeah. d- you dropped Fitzgerald instead of Stafford? It's championship week. Oh, doesn't that's matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't right. matter. Drop them both. Fitz has, the worst, Fitz has the worst matchup, so I figured. You can pretty much drop Calvin Johnson right now as well. Holy moly. Um, God, it makes me sad. So his ankle is listed as questionable, and he managed just one catch for 19 yards last week. And even more sad, he was only targeted one time. So at least he caught all the balls that were thrown at him. Um, <laughs> like so there's spiny. that. He's got a 100% rating. But he, he was limited in practice Wednesday, and he has had two bad sequential weeks. So put him on your bench. It's sad to say, but he has to go to your bench. But Golden Tate, on the other hand, you can play. He yeah. put up six receptions for 45 yards, and more importantly, two touchdowns. And the Niners gave up the 15th most points to wide receivers. So he should be able to put up some decent numbers for you. Definitely consider Golden Tate. Eric Ebron had four catches for 79 yards. He was targeted five times last week, which isn't bad for a tight end. This is not a great matchup, but I wouldn't hate you if you decided to take a chance on Eric Ebron. Just because the tight end position is a little bit it's a little bit funky, a little bit weird. I mean, we're playing, you know, Ryan Griffin's, the ties of the world. So I wouldn't hate you for Eric Ebron, but there's, there's better matchups out there. And then let's talk some running back stats. Amir Abdullah brushed nine times for 77 yards and a touchdown. Joyke Bell rushed eight times for 71 yards and a touchdown. Uh, so they're basically dead even last week. Um, and both of them did also have some yardage receiving. But I wanted you to keep in mind that was against the Saints. This is like the best they've done all year because they were playing the Saints. And the Niners have an average rush defense, so probably one of them will do okay. But you don't know which one it will be. And again, I just said it will be okay. Not good. Not great. Just okay. So look elsewhere. Right. Dallas Cowboys with Buffalo Bills. Hey, guys. Tony Romo was put on IR. (laughs) Broken collarbone. You've got to give them credit. They were holding on to hope that they wouldn't put him on IR. I mean, it's ridiculous. But they're in like such a I know we're not supposed to talk about anyone who's not fantasy relevant, Courtney, but I you had to give me that one. I gotta that give it to you. That announcement had to be made. Tis the season for giving. I'll give it to you. 
Uh, Jason Garrett confirmed that Kellen Moore will be the starting quarterback in week 16. It doesn't mean much, and Courtney may actually take away points from me for that one. But it is important I, to say who's going to be again, starting a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, basically Dallas, not really we, fantasy relevant. Yeah, we could yeah, skip, we this. Really <laughs> skip this whole team. Um, he, uh, okay, Des Bryant was targeted nine times. That's great. So at least yeah. you think, okay, Kellen Moore is going to pay attention to him, which is a, a step up. But he only caught four of them for 50 yards. So playing standard, you're still crying. I'm not even going to talk about Cole Beasley. Jason Witten limited on Wednesday. If you need four points, Witten is your man. It's all over four points. That's like right. a blanket. Right. And Derek Minif- Darren McFadden, though, is still relevant. It's amazing. This is crazy. his best season maybe of his career. It's nuts out there. It's totally crazy. 18 touches last week, double-digit points. If they feed him the ball, he's a starting run- fantasy running back. He really is. Buffalo gives up the 13th most points to opposing running backs. This is not a bad matchup. I think they're going to need him if they want to even stay remotely competitive. There is a chance, though, that this is a blowout and they go away from the run. Yeah. It's going to cut both ways. Do not start their defense or kicker. I'm not okay. mad about their defense. Dallas's defense against Buffalo, but Buffalo's so good. They, I mean, I hear you. Dallas's defense is good. Carlos questionable. I was saying earlier that my entire Brad Evans League team is the Bills, and I'm like, why? Why is this the matchup <laughs> yeah. for the Super Bowl? Maybe um, I'm too high on Tyrod Taylor. Maybe that's a personal choice. But, you know, it's not an awful <laughs> matchup because the Cowboys give up the 11th fewest points to quarterbacks, which is just kind of middle of the pack, six most to running backs, six fewest to wide receivers, which is not great, but uh, fifth fewest to tight ends, which we don't care about because it's the Bills. Third most of kickers, <laughs> third most of defenses. So it's just like an okay matchup. But the issue here is LaShawn McCoy suffered um, an MCL ligament sprain of his knee. He's believed to be day-to-day, uh, but it's doubtful that he will play this week. Although, allegedly, he's expected to play week 17. Thanks. That does me no good, LaShawn. Mm, so thank delicious. you. For, thank you for that. Um, Carlos Williams will be the guy as long as he is healthy, but we don't know if he's healthy or not yet. Uh, he has been out hurt with a shoulder injury, and he only practiced on a limited basis on Wednesday, so that's not great news. So a slightly more consistent potential option is Mike, I'm going to scrub his name, Gillisley? Gillis yes. I'm sorry. Gillisley. Um, Actually, I had to pl- practice it for these videos that I was shooting. Is it Gillisley? Yeah, Gillisley. Gillisley. All right. Supposedly. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, he carried four times for 81 yards and a touchdown. And, he, you know, this guy doesn't get many touches, but he has scored a touchdown the past two games. So, you know, his role will increase with Shady out. And the good news is that it's a favorable matchup in, you know, in terms of running backs. So you can feel good about the fact that there are backup players coming in in terms of that. Now, Tyrod Taylor completed 16 of um, 27 pass attempts, but 235 yards is, you know, pretty standard. He had two touchdowns, no interceptions. Can't be too upset about that. I love um, him. But he also is a runner. He ran for 79 <laughs> yards. So he's one of those great guys like the uh, Russell Wilsons of the world that you can depend on some, you know, some rushing yards as well. So it's not a great matchup. So you may want to look elsewhere, but I wouldn't be mad at you if you played him. I'm going to be forced to play in one of my leagues. So I think, you know, as the Cowboys, they could do some damage to them. Sammy Watkins, he continues to be awesome. Five catches, 111 yards, two touchdowns. I think he understands how to play in the NFL now, ladies and gentlemen. He got it. He's been targeted, clicked. Ten times, which is great. 
Uh, it's not a great matchup for him, but I think the magic's going to continue. I think, like you said, he's figured it out. I think it's going to be okay. There's, you know, the Cowboys don't have a shutdown corner, and that's the only time that Sammy's really bad. So I think you're going to be okay. Robert Woods, uh, he has a groin injury, so he's going to miss the rest of the season. So that opens things up for Chris Hogan. So if you're in a deep league and you need to pick up a, you know, a, a ridiculous wide receiver, Chris Hogan should benefit and get some of the wide receiver two looks opposite of Sammy. So, and then Charles Clay may be able to play, but you're not playing him. Even just put him on your bench. Bench him. Chicago Bears, Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oof, we need to speed up the show, and I think I can do that for us right now. Thank you. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey went into week 15 with a calf injury, and he left with a hamstring issue. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffrey. It's questionable, but you should have a backup plan. This is bad. He has a lot of soft tissue issues. This could be bad for next year, too. We haven't done our rankings for next year, obviously. People have already asked. Uh, but, I, you know, come on. He had one catch for 10 yards, but it was for a touchdown before he left the game. So at least uh, th- for those of you that started him, myself included, you know, it wasn't a complete As loss. As we say, if you're going to die, die in the end zone. Die in the end zone. <laughs> die in the end zone. God love you. Uh, it's a decent matchup, but Cutler hasn't gone for over 20 fantasy points since week 10. Quarterbacks are putting up 30-plus points, so... You know, proceed with caution. They give up the 16th most quarterbacks. Eh. Uh, Forte got only got eight carries to Langford's 11, but again, Forte was the more productive back when it came to fantasy production. And Forte is used in the passing game. He scored in the air, and that's how he got his points. Tampa Bay gives up the seventh fewest points to running backs, so in my opinion, it's Forte or bust. But I know some of you Langford owners out there are still in mourning, so, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a share, but it's a bad matchup. Yeah. Zach Miller wasn't flashy, but he still was really involved. Last week, he caught all six of his targets for 57 yards. I think this guy's legit. I think he might be legit next year, too. I I'm like him. very into Zach Miller. Um, it, it's a little bit of a tough matchup, but still, I, I, you know, it's hard to find tight ends that are that involved, although it seems like it's a trend this year, so we'll see what happens next year, but I'm into Zach Miller. Um, I think you can consider their defense, because Tampa Bay is a little... And uh, Gould has had some misses, but they need him. He's another good play. He'll miss some, but he'll make some, so as long as you don't lose points for missed field goals. Try out Robbie Gould. Uh, As far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are concerned, Vincent Jackson isn't on IR yet, but he's still sidelined with a sprained MCL, probably will be out for the season. They signed Evan Spencer, another wide receiver, uh, to the practice squad. It shouldn't mean more to you than other than for sure you need to drop Vincent Jackson. Game over. Just stop yourself. Uh, This means usage for Mike Evans, and that's that's what you need for Mike Evans because, once again, (laughs) dropsies. 17 targets, of which he caught nine. Whoopsie. <laughs> was I supposed to catch that? Oh, I For 157 am. yards, though, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When a guy gets you 157 yards, it does not matter. He's an anomaly. It is what it is. And that was versus St. Louis. Um, but Chicago gives up the 13th fewest wide receivers, so you do you. Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins isn't playing very well. He's kind of dropped off the side of the road. He did catch a... T- Uh, catch a touchdown pass, but so did Luke Stalker, who is the backup tight end, and he caught all three of his targets. Uh, I don't know. And Doug Martin, you're going to start him. Charles Sims, he's a flex guy in PPR only. Only seven carries last week, but he did catch all three of his targets for 22 yards. 
you know, as Courtney said, basic. 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 Uh, Jameis Winston, not re- reliable enough for your championship. But you know what? Chicago gives the eighth most points to opposing quarterbacks. And he is the youngest player to reach 3,000 passing yards and 20 touchdowns. Congratulations. I think he's an okay player this week. I think it's time for uh, crab dinner. What do you guys say? Celebrate that. <laughs> I think I think, so. I think when we do our like wrap up show, we should totally have crab legs while we're talking. Which is the worst thing to eat while you're talking, by the way. Because <laughs> you have to crack the legs. We'd have, we'd have to pre-crack. 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 Uh, you know what, pre-crack. though? I'm not opposed to Jameis Winston this week. I'm saying it may happen, but it's championship week. If this was week eight, I would say, yeah, plug him in. I'll get into my craziness later, but I would almost play him over Drew Brees this week. Well, yeah, because Drew Brees probably isn't going to play. Well, he may play. But you need a backup, and Jameis Winston's probably out there. Grab him. Thank you, Brandon, for those quick write-ups. Carolina Panthers, Atlanta Falcons. Here's another quick one, because you know what? The Panthers are undefeated, and 10 players made the Pro Bowl. And yet all anyone can talk about is the Josh Norman, Odell Beckham Jr. debacle. Well, that was debauchery. We'll talk more about that, I'm sure, when we talk about the Giants. Um, But look, he's going to torture Julio Jones this week, so... Although, did you hear Roddy laugh when he's like, Josh Norman, a a lead corner in the league? You're kidding. I think it was Roddy White who said it. Right, because they get a lot of help from the safeties. Well, now he has a target on his back. He's definitely the most one of the more hated corners, just like Richard Sherman was. It's all the same. It's all the same. But the only question I do have for you that's not uh, totally fantasy relevant is which character do you think that Josh Norman inhabited to play Odo Beckham Jr.? I thought it was Rocky. I don't. I you know um, the Grinch. Yeah, see, I thought Krampus. Yeah, I thought it was Christmas themed too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, he's taking all the gifts. Uh, What's Krampus? Is Krampus the is the, the Christmas horror film. The new horror right flick that comes out that I'm like, why? But why do oh, I need okay. a Christmas horror flick? He's basically okay. like a, a folklore guy that's like the anti-Santa who like terrorizes <laughs> all the bad children from like, you know, like Norway or some crazy place. Anyway, you always start Cam Newton. Hello. I don't care. They give up the ninth fewest points to quarterbacks. Stop yourself. Who cares? Yep. Greg Olson, you start him all the time. They actually give up the fifth most points to tight ends. So, yeah, old faithful, I'm into it. Jonathan Stewart, still not playing due to that foot, foot injury. A lot of people think that they're going to rest him until the playoffs, which is probably a good idea. Cameron Artis Payne actually did emerge as the lead back. Now, none of us had seen him prior to last week, so we had no idea what he would look like, but he was okay. Um, he carried the ball 14 times, 59 yards, two catches for 34 yards. It was nothing crazy, but it was certainly better than Fozzie and Tolbert. So if you're going to play someone, it's definitely uh, Cameron Artis Payne. Great name. And they give up the fourth most points to running backs. So this is a good matchup. Like, you may legitimately start Cameron Artis Payne in your championship Cross your fingers, though. Ted Ginn Jr. was limited in practice with a quad issue. They said he's going to be 100%. He's had three back-to-back games with 20-plus points in standard scoring. You have to play him. I don't care how many targets or whatever else is going on. The guy's production is surreal. Sometimes it is what it is. It is what it is. And, yes, okay, Atlanta gives the second-fewest points to wide receivers. Stop. That's just because everyone runs all over them. 
And it's Cam Newton time. He can do anything. He is Superman. And they're going for perfection, by the way. I just want to let you guys know, Ron Rivera said that he will start all the starters as long as the game is relevant and as long as there's something to play for and certainly perfection to play for. And so start their defense and start their kicker. Bam. Man, the Falcons, right when Atlanta started looking like themselves again last week, they go up against the Carolina Panthers. It's mean. It's mean. It's mean. It's kicking them. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's that Oreo system, you know, you're supposed to, like, break them down, build them up, and then break them down again, or vice versa. It's not, yeah, we just broke them. We broke them again. Matt Ryan should not be owned. We'll move on. Jacob Tammy (laughs) is not an option. He's only had one big game this season, and no one should risk playing him against Carolina. Mm. Let's talk about the two players that are making people's heads scratch. Devontae Freeman will most likely have a tough day on Sunday. Two weeks ago, Freeman had only 4.2 fantasy points against Carolina. There's no question that Freeman has a huge part of people making it to the playoffs. Um, And I always tell you to start your studs, so I'm not telling you to – bench Devontae Freeman, but I'm just giving you the reality of it all. Um, if, you have a, if you have another running back that's kind of similar, for example, David Johnson, and that's the only other person, so oh, for if sure. you don't have David Johnson, then you're probably playing Devontae Freeman. As for Julio Jones, he will be facing Josh Norman, as we already talked about previously. We all saw what went down last week. Julio's had double-digit targets in all but two games this season, um, and he was still able to get 88 yards off of seven receptions against Carolina two weeks ago. So I'm still starting him. Start your studs. I think he's going to have a better game than 88 yards. All right, moving on. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. Steelers, this is simple, you guys. If you own them, you start them, okay? (laughs) If you own them, you start them. Other than Heath Miller, which I have Health Miller, he has had a total of (laughs) 12.5 fantasy points in the last four weeks. Baltimore gives up the third fewest fantasy points at tight ends. And the last time they played this this year, Heath got 0.1 fantasy points. So you're not playing Heath. Um, Baltimore gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs, but I'm not benching D'Angelo Williams. Le'Veon Bell had 21 fantasy points against the Ravens in week four. And I think Williams could have just as good of a game. And, yes, I am starting everyone else. Big Ben in all formats. Antonio Brown, who shredded the Broncos last week. Martavius Bryant, who caught 10 of his 14 targets last week. And Marcus Wheaton in deeper leagues. Wheaton has had three touchdowns in the last four weeks and 50 or more yards. He's only owned in, like, 20% of Yahoo leagues. He is out there. Yeah. Marcus Wheaton, you guys, you yeah. need to pick him up. He is the the perfect wide receiver three. He's had eight or more Fanduel points on Fanduel uh, since the week eleven bye. Yeah, he's he's literally yeah. still he's out there. Three Actually, touchdowns like a high in the last guy. four weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, with I'm, fifty I'm yards. Totally with you, hundred percent with you. Great, get on it, people. Start Chris Bosworth double digit games for the last six weeks from a kicker, guys. Boswell. Done, Ravens. Oof, duh. Okay, well, they put um, tight end Crockett Gilmore on IR with a back injury. Ashley was saying uh, before the show that she had Crockett Gilmore, and I was like, sorry. Mm-hmm. Big news last weekend was that Javorius Allen was benched when he fumbled. Oh, oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. Heartbreaking for fantasy owners that started him. Harbaugh said that he is in no way banished. 
Okay, well, I'm not feeling great about that. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> and Pittsburgh gives up the second fewest points to running backs, so I'm staying away from everybody. And I know that Terrence West came in and Kyle Shizushki. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. And yeah. then, ugh. And uh, you know what? Kamar Aiken, though, is the one person who possibly can get salvaged here. Okay, so they're deciding between Jimmy Clausen and Ryan Mallett as their quarterbacks. That was a freakish touchdown that Kamar Aiken caught, though. Sure. Right. But still, he was able to put up over 18 points in standard scoring. It wasn't just that catch. He is getting a lot of volume. And that was against a team that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pittsburgh Steelers defense is like a doily. Anyone can get through it. It's nuts. So if they just, I think actually if it's Clawson, he has a better chance of being good than if it's Mallet because Mallet doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know the game plan. I just, the whole thing. But, it's you like know. like a doily. Anybody can get through it. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying of reality bites. That's a bumper you look, sticker. You look That's a bumper sticker. Like a doily. Yeah. Reality bites. Right. Oh, yeah, Come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ethan yeah. Hawk. Yes, you, got it, you, got it, you know, they give up the second most points to opposing wide receiver. I'm giving Kamar Aiken. I think Kamar Aiken could have had a great season had Baltimore not disintegrated. Agreed. Agreed. Do not touch their defense or kicker because there there's also a possibility they score zero points. Boom. Thank you, Brandon. Let's move on to the afternoon games. Jacksonville Jaguars, the New Orleans Saints. Super pumped. Super Yummy. Super pumped for this game. So classic Blake Bortles. Threw up 20-plus fantasy points for you. Classic. Every week, guys. Every week. He went 23 for 38, 297 yards, one touchdown, only one interception against the Falcons. And he rushed for 44 yards, and he scored his own touchdown. So the Saints give up the absolute most points to quarterbacks. So there is literally not a better not a better, better, quarter, better quarter, quarterback. Well, that's not true. You can I think I have him ranked but at three or four. Other, other than Cam Newton, yeah. Like, he's the best play this week. Blake Bortles, my friends, you will be happy. And Allen Robinson, he only caught three passes, but it was for 57 yards, and he had a touchdown. He's always looked at in the end zone. So, you know, you definitely will not be mad at him this week as he either will be, you know, he will be the beneficiary of this dreamy matchup for Blake Bortles. Someone's got to catch the touchdowns, and it's going to be Robinson. Now, Allen Hearns did not practice Wednesday, so keep your eye out for his status as we get closer to game time. He's been questionable the last back half of the season he's been suffering with injuries he tends to always play but we may begin the point where he's a little bit too beat up definitely see if he has another option out there but check his status denard robinson he is he came in for tj yeldon but he suffered a foot injury in last week's game he still played the entire game which was good but he didn't produce the way that we wanted him to he carried the ball 14 times was only for 28 yards and that's just not good to get it done <laughs> Luckily for you, he caught eight passes for 46 yards, so that saved your day, especially if you're in a PPR league. Uh, but the Saints give up the absolute most points to running backs. So he would be an interesting play if, he, if, if the injury isn't still bothering him on game day. If he can't play against the Saints, they're going to go to Joe Banyard or Jonas Gray. My guess would be Jonas Gray in this situation. Jonas Gray is good for one good game of the year. This might be it. <laughs> um, but TJ Yeldon, he's still banged up. He's been was saw, seen wearing a knee brace, so he's not going to play. Denard Robinson says he expects to play, so he's he's who you have to go with if you're going to pick somebody. Um, and then Justin Blackman, you know, who's still kind of lingering on the Jags, he got another <gasps> DUI, so he's basically solidifying himself to never be in the NFL. It's so sad because he was such. Oh, a I player. didn't know but, that. That's really sad. 
On Saturday, another DUI. Yep. So he's still on his indefinite suspension by the NFL. He's been suspended three times by the NFL for violating policy, uh, substance abuse policies. So There's a problem. Sad. Yeah. Saints. Another problem here. Drew Brees, he left the game against the Lions in the second quarter uh, due to, at the time, we thought it was a right ankle and lower egg injury, which turned out to be a torn plantar fascist. So in his right foot, he is considered day-to-day, a plantar fascia injury, which is what kept Peyton Manning sidelined for weeks and still has him sidelined, I like to uh. point out. Uh, it, it can be played through, but it's incredibly painful and could cause Bree to not play well in terms of not being able to have solid footing to make his throws. You could be looking at, you know, their interception situation. <laughs> Peyton Manning people out there, you know mm. what I'm talking about. Um, if you have even a remotely decent option, I would go with them. Go pick up Cousins, maybe James Winston. I'm, I am serious. Bree is said to be in horrible, miserable pain, quote, uh, and is still planning on playing. But again, I don't like the sound of that. Now, with that said, despite his injury, Bree still completed 34 of 52 pass attempts and threw for 341 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions. And in a classic history moment, we tend to always have a history moment here, he became the fourth player in NFL history to reach the mark of 60,000 passing yards. So big congratulations to Drew Brees. We, we are big Drew Brees fans. But I don't know, guys. This kind of takes down the stock potentially for the wide receivers too. Brandon Cooks, great game. 10 receptions, 124 yards, and a touchdown. Willie Sneed, another great game. 10 receptions, 76 <sighs> yards. And Marquise Colston, he had three yards, but he had a touchdown. So... You know, you can play, you could consider any of them, but I would leave Colston off this list unless you were in serious trouble or looking for someone who could possibly find the end zone. Then I can see you maybe playing Colston. But again, not great. Breeze is out. Hightower didn't have a great game. CJ Spiller went to the locker room, and he's basically useless as always, uh, despite coming back from the so locker sad. room. Thanks, no thanks. Didn't even notice he came back, literally. And then Traveris Cadet, who the 49ers released, as Brandon had mentioned, he was signed by the Saints. So, boom. All bad situation. Boom. Green Bay Packers of the Arizona Cardinals. Eddie Lacy hurt I, <laughs> his ribs. I wrote down her by accident. Anyway, um, it just reminds me of the inappropriate stories that we keep hearing on a, like, second-by-second basis all over ESPN about the Odell Beckham Jr. issue. But anyway... Eddie Lacy hurt his ribs last week, and he was limited in practice. He should be good to go. Ty Montgomery went on to IR. He's going to undergo surgery next week. Andrew Corliss, though, is being taken off of IR. I think they'll stick with Richard Rodgers, but I'm less confident now. I think this is an issue. For people that were leading on Richard Rodgers for, like, the touchdown upside, I'm concerned. Um, oh, and there's a wide receiver named Jared. I, I don't know. I don't know how to say this guy's name, and I apologize. But there is Abridrius? a Abridrius, maybe. Um, he caught three passes for 33 yards. It just keeps getting muddier for this team. Aaron Rodgers said the offense, quote unquote, lacks a clear cut direction. He's not happy. It's a bad matchup. Now, sadly, Tyron Matthew, which Courtney, I'm sure, will cover. Um, is out for the remainder of the season. So he's the guy who usually covers the slot. So there's a possibility that Randall Cobb will perform better. Okay, There's a possibility of that. But Arizona's a pretty good defense, and I'm sure they're deep. I'm sure they have I'm guys sure to come, that are going to come in yeah. there that aren't going to be terrible. Okay, It's kind of like the Denver Broncos. Right. You know, when, when uh, DeMarcus Ware was out, it was like, eh, it's fine. Um, last week, James Jones had 14.2 points. Uh, he caught six of his nine targets for 82 yards and a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers had 10.06 points, and then everyone else had less than that. 
I'm going to keep it positive because it's the holidays, and I'm just going to go out on that note. Nice. I'll bring it even more positive. The Cardinals. David Johnson. Whoa. Well, that's Whoa. real positive. That's actual positive. Woo. Had a huge game Man. last week. A total of 229 yards and three touchdowns. Lunatic. So much for not catching on to the offense. <laughs> Unfortunately, that affected everybody else on the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> including our Mr. Trustworthy, Carson Palmer. But congrats. That was awesome. Well, he dislocated his finger. I mean, yeah. I'm glad David, they could lean on the run. I know, and yeah, that looked crazy. The picture of it, and it was like just like it's like pale white. His finger. Carson Palmer's tough, man. He is tough. He is tough. Um, but yeah, I'm sure David Johnson affected a lot of people's games last week, for good or bad. Yeah. But that's all. Sorry. Right. Um, unfortunately, because Johnson did that, as I said, everybody else was bummed out. And Palmer, I know a lot of people were relying on Palmer. Me, my, you know, myself included. Um, but that will not be the case this week. Green Bay's defense is a little bit more well-rounded, so they're going to have to get the ball around. And as Brandon yeah. said, you know, the Palmer dislocated his finger. So I think this week, hopefully, he'll be able to throw the ball more and, and you know, win you your championship game. Larry Fitzgerald was the third wide receiver in targets and fantasy points for the third week in a row. So there's no question that Brown and Floyd – Palmer's main targets of late. Only two receivers had had double digits since week nine against the Green Bay Packers. They give up the ninth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. I think one will get double digits, um, but it's kind of hard to say who. At this point, I have to say Floyd because Brown has just been not catching balls and in huge moments that I would think that Palmer would want to reward Floyd, right? Brown only caught three yeah. of his nine targets. Two of his drops were in the end zone. So I'm going Those are Mike Evans' week. numbers. Those are Mike <laughs> Evans' numbers. You're punished for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you do. You pulled a Mike Evans. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike Evans never gets nope. punished. He's like the one receiver that can drop over 60% of your catches. Never you still... mind. <laughs> well, Demarius Thomas is pretty bad, too. Um, Chandler oh, yeah. Canizero had another great game last week. And he's only owned in 63% of links, which just what the? blows my mind. Pick him up. Who are you people? Pick What's him the up point? And play him. And as, as Brandon said, Matthews is injured and out, but I, I have to think that I think the Arizona defense is still going to be able to get turnovers and and sacks. I think they're going to get to to, um, to Aaron Rodgers. So I think I'm still playing them. I'm not expecting huge numbers, but I think that they could still be viable. St. Louis Rams, the Seattle Seahawks. Tavon Austin had a crazy game. I always think of Brandon when he has Yes. So does Casey Kasem, who tweeted us. I was like, Casey, yeah, she was like, Tavon. She she went off about Tavon Austin. I loved it. But, you know, he had three catches for 31 yards and a touchdown, but he also had four rushes for 32 yards and a score off a rush as well. He's a trick player, guys, and unfortunately, it's a bad matchup. So don't fall prey to put him in our line in your lineup because he had a great game last week. Don't do it. They're playing Seattle. Bad, bad, bad. It's a bad <laughs> matchup in terms of running backs. So they give the fewest points to run to running backs, and they also give the third fewest points to wide receivers. So it's not like he's going to be able to lean on which one's a better matchup. They're both really bad matchups. So not great. Kenny Bird, if you had to do anybody, you know, I'd go with him. Again, he caught two passes for 71 yards, although 60 yards of that was on a touchdown. So 
Come on, you got better a, options, that's not guys. A bad. And then do anybody. I don't know why, but my well, mind went there. You're not good. It's <laughs> the holidays. <laughs> my mind, whatever. My mind does not even remotely go there. We're talking about the St. Louis Rams. I don't know if anything no makes way. me want to do it less. Than the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> it's true. The St. Louis Rams. Yeah. Maybe the 49ers. No, no it's still the Rams. No. I think it's the mustache. Mm. But you guys, Todd Gurley, horrible week. So he carried the ball 21 times for 48 yards and scored two passes for um, 31 yards. But, you know, congratulations, became the first Rams rookie reaching 1,000 rushing yards since Jerome Bettis. And I was like, oh, yeah, Bettis was a yeah. Ram. That's I not was an just awful week. Stealer. No, but I'm saying this is an awful oh, week okay, for him because, you know, Gurley was held in check for the most part by the Bucks defense, which isn't a bad defense. But he's going to be held in check by the Seahawks defense as well, again, who gives up the Push least points to running backs. So look for another option. I am so sorry this is, you know, this matchup is falling into playoffs. It's awful timing, I know, but there's nothing we can do about that. I'm sorry. Look elsewhere if you can. Um, in terms of the Seahawks, Russell Wilson continues to be hot. He had, you know, 21 of 30 passes for 240 yards, three touchdowns, 46 yards rushing himself. This isn't a good matchup on paper, but you know what? I don't care. Wilson is playing red hot right now. The guy, I think, will score you about 20 points, so you can play Russell Wilson. It's still the Doug Baldwin show. I'm riding him Um, to playoffs like crazy. My goodness. He had four catches for 45 yards and two touchdowns. He is is the guy that Russell Wilson is looking for in the end zone for sure. You can count on Doug Baldwin. Tyler Lockett, you know, this is a kid that you need to look at if you need a flex position as well. Him too. He had five catches for 55 yards and a touchdown himself. And, you know, he had seven, he's seven times do. in the last this three games. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's main target. This is actually getting me saucy. This is yeah. We're doing the Seahawks. We're not doing the Rams, though. But Jermaine <laughs> Curtis, he even Seahawks. had 110 yards. It's crazy. Since when can we count on a Seattle receiver? Apparently right yeah. now. So ride it. Ride it. My pony. My uh, I will not ride Christian Michael, though. I, I hate know. it. I hate Everyone loves him, though. I it's hate nuts. it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Gosh. He had a team high 16 carries, 84 yards. Woo-hoo. This is one good game of the year. That's exciting. You know, Pete Carroll said that Michael was the hot hand. That's, that's why he rode with Michael. But... You guys, is he's rarely hot despite having a lot of potential. He's one of these potential guys, you know. So please don't throw away your playoffs on this guy. I am begging you. Don't do it to yourself. It's on you. All it's right. You Week that. 16, Sunday night game. New York Giants against the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, ODB, OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., the man of so many names, has <laughs> been suspended for Week 16. Get him out of your lineups. What does this mean? Well, that makes Ruben Randall the number one guy in New York. And I'm okay with that. He's had four touchdowns in the last six games. I would start him this week. I like him a lot. I don't even feel bad. You could I I think you can put Ruben Randall in for ODB and just be okay with it. Um, I think I think Ruben's you know, he's complained about I do. I think he's complained about his role. I think that they're gonna give him the ball a lot. I think he, he this is his time to shine, and he's going to need to step up, but I think he's going to. Um, and look for Dwayne Harris to be a bigger role of the game. Um, I think Eli will rely on Rashad Jennings and Shane Vereen this week. Um, they are both coming off double-digit games. You can start them in flex spots, but I'm not, like, saying plug them in as your running back, too. Will Ty did not disappoint last week, and you can still start him again this week and feel good about it. 
And I'm staying away from Eli this week just because I'm not sure how everything's going to unfold. I want to say Ruben Randall's going to do great, but I just, you know, ODB might be pushing it to Ruben, giving him balls that ODB can catch, and it might turn into turnovers. So, not my fave. Old Eli? I hate... Old Eli. I love ODB, and I hate that, like, OBJ is the new thing. Although it wasn't the new thing. That's what he's called in college. And, like, his Twitter handle is OBJ underscore... 13 or whatnot, but I'm like, man, just doesn't roll off the tongue the way ODB does. It probably would if we had started that. I don't know who started ODB. Yeah, I don't know why they started that when we went to the NFL, yeah. but... That's who we need to yell at. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. Let, we do have to discuss it because this is a, a, a show about fantasy football and an NFL. You know, it's unfortunate that Oda Beckham Jr. had to behave the way that he did because he is costing us our fantasy championships across the board. There yeah, are tons of people that are just going to get screwed. Um, not more importantly, though, there's though. a movie coming out named Concussion. And it was not the right week to act like that. Let's put it that way. There was no way that was getting out I of will time. say Josh Norman was not a victim in the situation, too, though. Oh, no. That's a, this whole thing, though. He gets in your head. I mean, I, I, I agree. But, like, you can't get, you can't not suspend you someone. You can't charge for 15 yards away and slam your head, like, clearly. I mean, it was head. so out of bounds. Can't and, again, there's a movie coming out named Concussion the same week you go after a guy from across the field for his head. Are you in, I mean, what were you thinking? You weren't thinking. I mean. I did love there was a comparison to the, um, to leave when he poked the guy in the eyes. Like, this wasn't as egregious as that. I was like, are you joking? This was way more egregious than poking Dwayne Allen in the eye. I Just mean, not. listen, he's a young guy. He's immature. Oh, I don't hate him he let yeah, his yeah. emotions get out of his way. You know, I have I have him in one of my leagues. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but better than a torn I'm not ACL. labeling him a dirty player though it was no, like it was, no because like he moment. lost his it mind was a moment yeah he lost yeah. his mind <laughs> no. people like say he's a dirty player it's like no that guy like clearly lost his mind and I was just waiting honestly for Tom Coughlin to lose his mind I was excited like it's gonna come it's gonna happen it's gonna happen I'm, yeah, the I'm matter is, you know who actually screwing us and I do want to say this the refs because had the refs ejected him they would not have suspended him but but th- he would have been fined like crazy. Maybe one of the biggest fines of all time. But I think the suspension is because they did not eject him. Because not only did they not eject him, but then he scored that touchdown after. And if, he, right. if they would have won that game and I was Carolina, I would have lost. Yeah. <laughs> lost it. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Well, and, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big thing for fantasy. You know, it, it is unfortunate. Um Thank God Julio Jones has been in the league a lot longer so he can control his – hopefully he'll be able to control himself against Josh Norman next week, right? <laughs> Krampus. Don't let two top wide receivers screw us over, Josh Norman, or I'm coming after you. <laughs> Krampus. Krampus, I'll see you at your front door. Just kidding. Don't ever do that, people. Don't do that. It's Don't do game. that. It's just a game. It's just a game. <laughs> um, anyways, for the Vikings, AP is listed as questionable – has yet to practice, which should be good to go. This is a fabulous matchup for him and the Vikings, so I am I am for sure starting him if he plays. If he does not play, Jarek McKinnon is your guy to own. As for everyone else, it's a gamble. Teddy Bridgewater had a huge game last week, but before that he's only had one game over 19 fantasy points, and most of his games weren't even close. 
Um, so again, great matchup. But this is this is the playoffs, you guys. So we're not we're not taking risks on Teddy Bridgewater's. We're playing Kirk Cousins. Mm. Stefan Diggs and Kyle Rudolph are the risky plays as well. Diggs was MIA since week eight until he had a huge big game last week. And Rudolph was the best matchup of everybody this week. But it's it's risky. It's a risky. It's still a run first offense, you guys. And their coach even said it. Like, are we going to throw the ball all the time? No, we're not. It's not what we do. Um, worked this week, but um, so play all of these guys at your own risk. Monday night game, Cincinnati Bengals and the Denver Broncos. I would have been so looking forward to this game, and now it's like backup centrals. But anyway, um, this is a bad week for any Bengals owner out there. This is just this is that nightmare that you have in fantasy that your studs got you all the way here to the Super Bowl to the playoffs. And then your stud has a horrible matchup in the playoffs. And you're like, well, guess I'm not going to win this week. That's awesome. Well, sadly for you, AJ McCarron will get the start in week 16 against the Broncos. You know, I'm not sure McCarron has seen a defense like the Broncos. I mean, these guys are like sackhead machines, really stout, tough Wade Phillips defense. I don't think it's going to be pretty. The Broncos get the fewest points to quarterbacks. So this is just bad news for A.J. Green or any other Bengals receiver owners out there for the fact that I just think A.J. McCarron's a little overwhelmed. Um, and should I add to the bad news that, well, A.J. Green had a bad week last week only catching one ball for 37 yards, and he has a bruised back on top of it. He's expected to play, but I would seriously deplore you to look elsewhere. I just don't think this would be a great game. Uh, Jeremy Hill continues to stumble, trip, fall, whatever you want to call it, into Amazing. the end zone. He's going to do it again. He's Because he certainly isn't rushing. He, does, he doesn't actually run the ball like no. a running back. No, no. Because you know what? Off 19 carries, 19 carries, which is an enormous workload, he had a pathetic 31 I know, I love yards. Him. But like we said, <laughs> he slipped into the end zone twice last week. So he will more than likely be pushed into the end zone at least once this week. So you can still play him in flex preferably, but I think you can still play him. And I wish I could end on a high note, but I can't because Tyler Eifert's concussion won't play this week, and it's possible they're going to have him set out through the playoffs. They don't want to rush him back. They don't want to – because, you know, they're playoff bounds. So they're not going to rush Tyler Eifert back. So that's bad news for Eifert owners out there as well. Bummer. Broncos. Broncos. Brock Osweiler remains the starting quarterback for the Broncos in Week 16. He had a great game last week with almost 300 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. He also ran for 19 yards and a touchdown. This is a tough matchup for him. So you're not going to be starting Brock Osweiler in your championship games, guys. Mm. Again, this isn't cutesy-wootsy time. This is serious. Hopefully you weren't scared and listened to me and started Demarius and Emmanuel last week because both had huge games. I like them this week as well. Hopefully Demarius can catch the ball more instead of dropping the ball all the time. <laughs> it's so bad. Unbelievable. It's so bad. Unbelievable. Um, and you can get even more fantasy points from him. We were talking about the Broncos um, before the show started with – I was talking about it with my parents, and um, our dad knows, like, all of their salaries. He's like, we're paying that guy, blah, 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 blah. And he's dropping how many balls? It's like, God, bless you, Dad. That's good <laughs> stuff right there. It's like, 
I know he's doing the math in his head on deducting <laughs> money for how many balls dropped. Salary and, for every yeah, dropped it's so ball. Yeah, it's so good. Um, hopefully you were, or excuse me, I know this looks good, like a tough matchup on uh, paper for the Broncos defense, but with that backup quarterback, it's money. Tuesday. It's money. You are for sure starting them again this week. And I don't trust either running backs for the Denver Broncos. Nope. Two points isn't going to cut it. You can't start them. You can't do it. And Vernon Davis, man, you're dropping balls too left and right. Oh, my gosh. God. I can't trust him either. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. At least you can get well, four points six. from Witten. Yep, that's true, Brandon. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Week 16, Ashley's on the record for saying bench Calvin Benjamin and A.J. Green. Just want to put that out there. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson and A.J. Green. Green. Bench him. Definitely, definitely Calvin Benjamin is easy. Calvin Benjamin is on your bench, guys. So definitely. Looking good for OTAs. For sure. Looking good for OTAs. (laughs) We had that one of those uh, updates. (laughs) On pace. So good. To be there in June. So good. Good luck, everybody, in week 16. Make sure to listen to us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. You can call in, ask us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook.com forward slash HerFantasyFootball. Until next week, guys, no more faking it.